Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. We were working, doing a talk show, and yelling at people. No, not really. Well, I guess just Jimmy and Jersey. But I don't even know if I would say I yelled at him. Uh, I just told him certain things. Anyway, we started the show talking about the Jets and the Giants, of course. Jets didn't play this week, but they did get a win with the Bills losing, which means that this weekend's game against the Patriots can be or will be for first place for the Jets. If they win, they will be in first place. Miami is off, of course. Jets beating the Bills uh, head-to-head so far, so they have that uh, over them. The Jets right now in the division have been good outside of New England. This is a game that they had to win regardless going in because they have to prove, you know, to be taken seriously and prove themselves as legitimate, they have to be able to beat the Patriots. I mean, at some point, Salah's got to get a win over the Pats. Jets have to get a win over New England. And this has got to be that point. With their defense, with their talent, with the way that they've been playing, this would be a bad loss for the Jets, even though it's off of a bye week you know, for the Patriots. Even Obviously the Jets too, but that's advantage Bill. Even though the you know Patriots are home, doesn't matter. Jets have to win this game. But it is a game that if they do win, all of a sudden the Jets go from, hey, look at us. Might be in the mix for a playoff spot to, hey, look at us. We're leading the best division in the NFL if they could get the win over the Pats. And it's a big if. But you see what happens with Buffalo losing their game. All of a sudden, Buffalo has proven to be human. And right now, if you had to ask me, I think Miami's the best team in that division, which the Jets already beat, but they beat them with a third-string quarterback. So, anyway, we started the show talking about that. Obviously, got into the Giants as well. Their win over the Texans on Sunday. Look, not the most impressive win by any stretch, but a win is a win is a win is a win. And the Giants have seven of them in nine games, and I don't know math, but that's pretty good. And when the Giants are able to win games, when they make as many mistakes as they made on Sunday, I think that's a good sign. Now, the Texans stink, and they're not going to be able to wait, they're not going to be able to get away with that against good teams. They might not even be able to get away with that against Detroit, who can be A dangerous team. But the Giants now have really won, I don't even want to call it a trap game, but I guess it could be, one game with a lesser opponent in front of them in this Detroit game that they need to take care of before it starts to get real. And 
And that Thursday game in Dallas in front of the world on Thanksgiving, if the Giants could go in there at 8-2, and two, that is going to be a huge game for them, similar to what the Jets have this weekend in New England. For the Giants on that Thanksgiving Thursday, it would be enormous. And really, like I said, a chance to prove to the world that they are legit. And then you can start talking about division because they have... You know, even after that Cowboy game, four division games remaining. Two with the Commanders, two with the Eagles. Who, by the way, the Eagles lost to the Commanders on Monday Night Football. So the Giants not only won their game against the Texans to get to 7-2, and two, Dallas lost to the Packers, Commanders beat the Eagles. All of a sudden, the Giants have everything in front of them. Both the Jets and the Giants in prime position in their own divisions. All we asked for was competitive football. Oh, we've gotten some marquee matchups this year already. And we're only through, you know, 10 weeks here. Looking at a week 11. Plenty more time to go. But a huge game this Sunday and a big game on Thanksgiving Thursday. One for the Jets, obviously, Sunday, and then for the Giants. And look, even if the Giants lose to Detroit, still a big game. But it does take away a little bit of... That field. They could win this game against Detroit this weekend. Going into Dallas. Man, that is setting up a huge, huge game. And the Cowboys themselves have a tough game in Minnesota this week. Coming off the loss in Green Bay. Taking on the Vikings. Who are 8-1 and one on the year. You know, tied for the best record in the NFC now with the Eagles. You know, that is going to be a hell of a matchup too. And I believe in Dallas and I believe in their talent. However, they got I mean, they can't they already gave one away losing to the Packers. They've got to be able to go out there and take care of the Vikings. You want to be a good team, and you got to beat the good teams. And Minnesota in Minnesota not going to be an easy place to play before of course returning home taking on the Giants. Anyway, we did a lot on that and week 10 in the NFL. Congratulations to Jeff Saturday, who actually knows what he's doing. Why? Because he started Matt Ryan. Thank you. It was at that moment that I knew Jeff Saturday would succeed, at least on that Sunday. Anyway, we've done, we went a little bit around the league. We talked plenty of hot stove as well with the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner again making excuses. The Yankees are nothing but a sad sack of excuses. You know what they've become? And I hate to use this word, but I used it earlier, and I'm going to repeat it because a lot of you are probably sleeping and not listening. They have become pathetic. The bronze bombers, indeed, do nothing now but make excuses. The old Yankees, you know, the Yankees that I grew up hating, they would go out there and buy the best players. They would go out there and at at least attempt to win at all costs, and they would never make excuses. At least I don't remember them making excuses, and it's better for effect here. They would never make excuses. They just go out there and win. Now it's Boone's making excuses, then Cashman's making excuses, and now the owner, what do you know? Well, I don't want to make excuses, but we were injured. And, I mean, it's really the reason that we lost. I'm paraphrasing here. We, really, we got swept because if Benetini and LeMayu were there, we would have scored a lot more runs and probably would have beat him. Wrong, and they'll learn again this year because they're going to double down with Cashman and Boone. With bring, I'm sure they'll bring back Benintendi, LeMahieu and Glaber and Donaldson and all the same cast. Hopefully Judge and Rizzo, although the Astros are making Rizzo their number one target, 
ooh, the Yankees should be scared of the Astros. Now, in reality, they shouldn't because, you know, they're the New York Yankees. But here we are in 2022. The Yankees are threatened by teams like the San Francisco Giants and the Houston Astros stealing their own players. The Yankees used to do that to other teams. Remember those days? That was fun. Yankees have been acting like the bronze bombers for a while now. And the worst part, the pathetic part of it, is that they, they, Hal, Cash, Booney, they are okay with it. They may say differently, you know, just to try to make you or I feel better. The reality is they believe that they are operating at a high level. They believe that they got cheated out of a World Series. They believe that they got some bad luck this year and the injuries are what caused the problem. They truly believe that. They believe that they're better than what they are, and that's frightening. As for the Mets, their attention seems to be focused on pitching and more pitching and then, you know, probably some more pitching, and I couldn't disagree with, with that more. Tom, they beefed up that lineup and got on par with teams like the Braves, like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, you know, in the regular season at least. And when healthy, of course, (laughs) they need more bats. Really, it's a balance, but they need more offense. 877-337-6666. Your calls on whatever it is that you want to discuss on this Tuesday morning. Stuart is calling from Brooklyn. Stuart, good morning. Morning, Sal. A little late for you to be calling, huh? What? A little late for you to be calling. Don't you normally call in the 3 o'clock hour? Today's today's Tuesday. There are days where I get up later. Oh, okay. Tuesday's one of those days? Yeah, so I watched that interview with the buffoon of an owner we have. (laughs) The buffoon. Mm. Oh, my God. What? He talked around in circles. Like there was nobody's business. If you were, if you were Morton Anderson, and you had an opportunity to take a shot at Boone Cashman and Hal lined up, which one are you kicking through the uprights? Only one. Only one. Yeah. Oh my, Hal Steinbrenner. Okay, there you go. That's my answer. It will stay my answer as long as he's there. And uh, I think that he, uh, he he should just please, why don't you take a good look in the mirror and say, and then think about your father and daddy would say, are you silly? Are you stupid? Are you <laughs> ignorant? Are you a moron? All of the above. Implied, and that's being kind. Stuart, I, no, I feel like that's being nasty. No, that's yeah. being kind. Mm. I could go worse. Wow. We can't do that on we cannot do that on the air. That is correct. Maybe off the air we could have no. this conversation. You oh, can let it fly. Have, oh, we'll have a conversation off the air. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll let you know how I really feel hmm. in Spanish, Russian, and Hebrew. Well, okay. I was gonna say, yeah, you can't use the Spanish or Hebrew versions on the air either, because even though I may not understand them, I'd probably have to dump you because I assume they would be curses. Yeah. yeah. And Russian too. Oh. <laughs> you know Russian? Uh all the good words. How do you know that? Back in the day, I used to work at a, uh, a black car service on uh, Cornell Avenue and uh, Crawford Street in Brooklyn, right by Avenue 
X, I believe, and most of the drivers were, were Russian, and they spoke Russian. Hmm. So they told you all the good words. I was in 96, and they were Russian. And they, of course, they teach you all the good words, you mm. know, they don't teach you the words that mean anything. Who knew you were bilingual? I speak Yiddish also, which is another way I could go. Okay. But that's, that's, for, the, that's for in person. Okay. But Sal, come on, Sal, he's doing the same thing over, oh, where, where, you know, he, he said something about analytics and about other things. They're so involved with the analytics, it doesn't make sense. Right, which is why they, they look at the injury and say, well, this is the only thing that makes sense here. On oh. paper, our team is great. How do we lose? Well, we had well, injuries. Oh, and, and serious yeah. injuries. No, no. It's not because of injuries. It's because you didn't have enough depth to back up the players that you did have. No, it can't be. Players. It can't be the team's not good enough. That can't be the case. Uh, no, it, it was. You know it was. Can't be the philosophy. Can't be the team's not good enough. No, no. That's what their philosophy is like. So nineteenth century. It's not even funny. Yeah. It's like it's 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 getting to be boring. And and Steve Cohen's making another mistake. He's not beating up the lineup. He's going after the pitching, and that must make you a little bit annoyed because you want a better lineup. Yeah, I'm not. But I'm not worried. I mean, annoyed. I don't know if I'm annoyed. I, I think the Mets will add to their ball club. It's just a matter of who and when they're going to do it. Yeah, I'm so an, what I'm annoyed with. Fit. What I'm annoyed with is Jacob Degrom. I want Jacob Degrom to either say that he wants to be with the Mets or he doesn't. That's what I want to know. Maybe the Mets are getting annoyed with it too, and they are getting annoyed with it. Yeah, and they can't wait around for him forever, so they want well, him back. But what's he going to do here? Well, I think. And you know, he, he's becoming like a little bit of a prima donna. I mean, I, I see the way he's talking. I see the way he's carrying, carrying himself. And when we were at the game, when he pitched five and two thirds of baseball, if he's an only, if he's only a six inning pitcher from now on, well, that means you're going to put a little bit more stress on your bullpen every time he pitches. Right. Imagine paying 40 plus million dollars. For a pitcher, yeah, well, no, I mean, they, they would be upwards of uh, potentially 90. I mean, you're talking about almost 90 combined for Scherzer and DeGrom, but imagine paying $40 bucks for a guy who made 11 starts last year, for a guy who's been a six, maybe seven-inning pitcher on a good day, who's actually getting older and, like we said, been hurt the last couple of years. I, right. I just don't know. As opposed to paying $40 million for a guy who's going to play 150 games every day as opposed to every fifth day. Well, I would say the fifth day. The the five day every, How does the every math day work? Play, every day player is a better investment. Right. How does the math work to where Degrom could be getting forty million a year for what? Every fifth day at best, he's going to impact thirty games at well, best. Thurs is doing the same thing. He's getting the same thing. Yeah, it's different just, though. I mean, I, is more durable. Well, I mean, and he was hurt this year too. Yeah, it, but, it's a little – now, look, ultimately I can understand why DeGrom would think it's it's the same thing. And you can say that it is the same thing for a pitcher just in general. But Scherzer has more than earned that right. And I'm not trying to knock Jacob DeGrom, but no. Scherzer also brings intangibles that help change the culture of that clubhouse, that help change the team. So you're feeling his impact in different ways. when he's not playing. Correct. With Jacob DeGrom, you're not – you're not feeling that with the Grom. He's just too. He keeps to himself. 
Right. And, but imagine, and, and even if you throw Scherzer in there and just forget about the intangibles, think about the impact or any pitcher, not just DeGrom and Scherzer, but these are the guys who are going to get the most money. How can you justify spending $40 million on a player who at best is going to impact 30 games? I can't. Uh, yeah, well, I also can't uh, uh, explain that why my, my child is getting all that money when he doesn't. He, he, plays barely over almost two-thirds of the season. He misses a third of the season. Yeah, he's great, but whoever Who? sees my child. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he is, I mean, he's always I, I mean, he became my favorite baseball player because he has the same birthday as me. Oh. <laughs> what birthday is that? Well, we had the baseball game August 7th. Oh, that was your birthday? Sal, I told you it was my birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Oh, that's right. I bought you a soda, right? Mm, yeah. Did I get you anything else for your birthday? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the ticket. Fact that I got to take the picture. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, right. I remember. And the ticket. Yeah, that's right. Now that you say it, I remember that it's your birthday. I'm bad with birthdays. I don't even remember my, my family's birthday. You do. You remember. Yeah, you really I guess so. Mind to it. I don't want to. <laughs> birthdays, you know what? It, it never ends with the birthdays. That's the problem. It's every year. Yeah. Is there, is there any other player who's born on your birthday? Not that I know of. Oh, so that's why Trapp became your favorite, but he's always hurt. You know, like, but do, do you see the thing is... How old are you, Stuart? You know how old I am. I forgot. I'm bad with the age. Uh, 81? Uh, what? 81? Oh, my goodness. 75? Minus 5. 70? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I knew that, Stuart. <laughs> now that you say it, I knew it, and thank you for the call. I totally forgot. I didn't know it. Isn't it weird how you could have conversations with somebody, and I'm not even referencing this one that took place on August 7th, but you could have conversations with somebody on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, what do you got going on this weekend? Oh, yeah, I'm you know, going to see a friend or whatever. The next day, oh, yeah, what do you got going on this weekend? Well, I remember yesterday I said I'm going to see a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The next day, oh, yeah, what are you, you're taking off? What do you, what do you got going on? I remember I said I'm going, oh, yeah, that's right. You said you're going to see a friend. Happens all the time. Do you do it with your wife, though? Because that would be a problem. Uh, God, that's a whole other thing that's going on right now. I, don't, I can't even get into it. Uh, There's not much worse than getting the... I told you that. We had that conversation. Yeah, that happens all the time. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, and then I start like repeating it. And then she hates when I start repeating it. All right, you got to take out the pails before you leave, whatever it may be. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you hear what I said? He said, yeah, you said I got to take out the pails before. No, don't repeat to me. Just pay attention. But that's only a little part of it. You're right. Oh, and, and I'll ask. Look, I forget. I don't know if it's I'm getting older. I don't know if there's something wrong. I don't know if it's the overnights, the pandemic. I don't know what. But I used to feel like I have a, a stronger memory. Now I forget things regularly. And my wife thinks it's because I don't pay attention, which might be true. I guess in certain cases, I don't know. I don't remember if I'm being attention or not but she'll say i told you that last week and i'm like oh yeah no that's right i remember that's right yeah you did say that and then i'll forget again whatever it may be oh yeah what were you doing again you said on tuesday you had something what was it uh you had to take the dog to the vet no i have to take samira to her class i told you this but this is why you don't listen you're in that damn phone all the time mike leave me alone i got three hours sleep please I'm worried about what I'm going to open tonight. You know that there's no baseball season. There's no baseball to talk about. I got five hours to fill. I got no voice left. I'm worried about driving home. I'm supposed to remember the daily itinerary. 
The worst part is, I mean, and this is just being truthful. I wake up in the wolf's den. I mean, think about this. I left the house yesterday, 2 o'clock, to go to work. I will not get home until 6 o'clock this morning. Home, right to bed, assuming I make it. Knock on wood. Home, right to bed. Although there might be some chore that I'm supposed to do that I totally forgot that I have to do because it's 6 a.m. And I'm just like, let me go to sleep. Screw the pails. I'll get them the next day. Anyway, then I wake up roughly around 12. And it is boom, 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 rapid fire. Catching me up on all the things that I missed while I was sleeping. The only thing she doesn't do is start it with while you were sleeping. And I'm getting hit with things left and right and things that really, truth be told, and God, I hope she's not listening, that I don't care about. Now, some things, of course, I do, but others, it's just like, all right, what was the point of that story? That's what I say in my mind. And it's just like, I'm a punching bag. I'm half asleep or half awake, and I'm getting hit from all angles. Anyway, I'm bad with memory. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. warm-up shows to start like 4.30 from now on. Remember we used to have, uh, well, I guess when it was Imus, we would go to like 5.45 or something. Well, why, why don't we now, you know, because Boomer and Geo start at 6. Maybe the warm-up shows to start at 4.45. Give me a little head start. What do you think, please? Can we Al doesn't think shows should be, any show should be longer than an hour, so I don't think you're going to get him to agree to do more than an hour. Al doesn't think any show should be longer than an hour? Well, no, Al you, likes 24 what? one-hour shows or maybe 12 two-hour shows. I'll tell you, what do you call a five-hour show on the overnight? Death is what I call it. 877-33. No, it's fun, of course. I'm just kidding. 877-337-6666. Going on 5 a.m., of course, the warm-up show with Al. And Jerry Chris is calling from Farmingdale. What's up, Chris? Yo, what's up, Sal? How are you, Chris? Yo. Sal, I got a ticket, man. Oh, Tonight, no. I was in Queens. I saw the flash. I was doing 40. I'm like, 3 in the morning. Come on. 
Now, I'm, like, you, I'm like, I want to go. I'm hungry. So <laughs> let me ask you something, because I just went through this actually on Sunday. I was in Queens. I didn't realize that those rules apply in the city, the same thing in Queens. And I was go- I went around a guy who was going too slow. And I'm like, come on, what's he doing? And the next thing I know, I see the flash go off. So I'm probably going to get nailed again, unfortunately. But how does that flash work? Do you know, Chris? I don't know. I don't, this is my second time. The first time was... Uh, I was coming from Long Island, and uh, I was doing Uber Eats in Staten Island. It was like 6 in the morning. You know, everybody's on vacation. I went through a uh, school zone. I think I was doing – I did 37 in a 25. I sort of flashed. Like, oh, son of a gun. Right. So, and like, then, does uh, the flash get I, – I, I don't know. Does the flash get triggered by the speed? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, just, ra- it's, a, it's like a radar. Great. Um, I have that yeah. to look forward to next week. And you want to know another place, I don't, if you ever go down that way, um, like if you're ever taking a family down you want to drive, there's a certain part on 95 when you hit Maryland. It's probably like maybe five miles into Maryland on, on Interstate 95. It'll, there's a sign that says um, speed radar or something like that. And um, I think I got one one time. And I don't know if there's a flash, but uh, it's that area um, that hit a speed trap. So if you ever had this, just know when you're in Maryland, try not to go too far over the speed limit until you hit Virginia. You know, I I forget, and I even forget in the city sometimes. I was in a good run there when I was, you know, monitoring it because I was afraid. And now it's just like I, I forget. I'm like, oh god, I, I did 33. What am I doing? You know, you you have to really be aware that you can't do it anymore. It's so annoying. And I've already decided that if I get one, if if I get one from what happened in Queens on Sunday, I'm fighting it. And I'm going to say that my wife was in the car and she was pregnant and we had to get to the hospital. And I want to see them I want to see them debate it. Now, obviously that was not the truth, but I want to see them debate it. Yeah, but like, oh, we saw the camera uses you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Um well, it was great great weekend uh Plus tonight with with the uh, Giants and the Cowboys and Eagles losing, I tell you what, this division, not counting Washington, at least yet, this division is wide open. The Eagles ain't got this division. They're not running away with it like all their fans and their and their sports radio hosts are saying. Why they're saying that they're running away with the division? I mean, I, I know the fans. Well, this is the way they're acting. I think I, I'm pretty sure when they were eight no, um, I tune in sometimes. They, they're. They were pretty. They weren't saying about the Giants, but they were pretty much saying, you know, oh, you know, they're talking about, you know, they're probably, not even, start, you know, they're probably not even worried about the Giants. They're probably we're talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, um, but like you know, I, I tell you what, um, the last game of the season we played the Eagles. To me, that's a win-win for us. Either a we're resting our players too because we clinched the high the high seed that we can clinch, or b we need to win that game to get to a better seed or maybe clinch a playoff spot, which I think by the time we're going to have clinched, but Philly's going to be rushing their players for, for, without a doubt. So I'm well, counting that as you, a more of a win than a loss. You, you don't know that, though, Chris, and as always, thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in. Drive safe out there and slow down. If the Eagles are you know, still battling for the division, you know, they're going to they're gonna need to win that game, and there's a good chance that that's the case. I mean, they still play Dallas. They and they only have a two-game lead over Dallas right now. And a one-game lead over the Giants. They still play the Cowboys once and the Giants twice. Now, I know that the Eagles have been the better team this year. But, I mean, 
all this fuss about the Eagles 8-0, 8-0, and look at how dominant they are. The Giants are right there one game behind them, one game off the pace, and they've still yet to play each other. Now, maybe it's a mismatch in reality. Maybe not. I've never believed in the Eagles being this juggernaut. What I think is they're one of the better teams in a wide-open NFC. Same thing about Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota is a dominant team, but they're 8-1. So they're one of the better teams in a wide-open NFC. The West, I don't believe in Seattle. I like the Niners there. Everybody else, to me, is worthless. And Seahawks have been good, and they deserve some credit, and maybe they'll be a playoff team, but I don't look at them as being legit. All due respect, Gina. I don't look at anybody in the South as being great, although maybe the Bucs can turn it around. You know, They've won two straight. I would expect them to win that division. Atlanta had their chance to make a mark. They're just not that good. And nobody in that division is that good outside of the potential that Tampa has. But Tampa's not that good. So you look at the NFC. I mean, I can make a legitimate case for the Cowboys, for the Eagles, for the Packers, for the Vikings, for the Bucs, Niners, Seahawks. And even the Giants, all representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. That's how wide open it is. And you'll really know. For me, there are two games coming up. And I've been calling them huge games this morning. But really, they're two ultimate measure measuring stick games. Where the Jets, for me, in New England this Sunday is the biggest match for them, biggest measuring stick for them that we will see moving forward. They already beat the Bills. They've taken care of the Dolphins. Now, again, I know that it's the third-string quarterback, and they'll have them the last week of the year. But this is it. Right now, in the moment, this is where we find out what the Jets are made of. Because if they lose this game, the entire feel changes. And it's back to, okay, they're one of every other team hoping to make the postseason. If they win this game against New England, it is now leading the AFC East. It is now beating every team in the AFC East at least once, Buffalo, Miami, and then New England, and slaying the dragon that is the New England Patriots. And giving the Jets confidence to where they could build off of that. Imagine back-to-back weeks with wins over Buffalo and, or back-to-back games, obviously the bye week in between, but wins over Buffalo and in New England. If they win this weekend, to me, I look at the Jets and say, anything is possible. If they lose, I look at them and say, there are limitations here. They've been exposed. Similarly, you look at the Giants and their big matchup coming on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. If they win that game, I really will feel... Anything, and I mean anything, is possible for the Giants. But if they get exposed, and unfortunately right now as we sit here, you know, two weeks ahead of it, I feel like they will, or less than two weeks ahead of it, I feel like they will get exposed by the Cowboys. I'm, I'm a, maybe I'm a, you know, fool for believing in Dallas, but I think is I think Dallas is better than what they've been playing. And I think they're significantly more talented than the Giants. I know the Giants have a better coach, but I like Dallas in that game. And again, Giants have to beat the Lions, you know, to make it stick. Obviously, the Cowboys have their own work to do. They could lose to Minnesota and be 6-4 and four going into that game. 
Anyway, if the Giants win that game, I don't care how they do it, ugly, one point, low scoring, whatever, win that game. If they beat Dallas, anything is possible. That means beating the Eagles, beating the Eagles, anything. Getting through the NFC, that to me will be the truest measuring stick to date. Giants on the road, Thanksgiving, under those circumstances, against that team in their building, that's how I want to see how they stack up. Elmer is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Elmer? Hey, what's going on, Sal? My man. Morning, Elmer. How you doing? Um, yeah, man. I, I can't wait till Sunday. I'm so like gritty about that. Cannot wait. Um, just wanted to say real quick about the Mets, about the great Joe Beningo saying earlier. You know, don't let the door hit you. Uh, we can't pay that man, man. He's getting older, and we need a lot more room for other players, key players. So hopefully, you know. They, they figure something out with that. Well, I mean, I, I think they want him back. It's just a matter of if he's going to have an opportunity to go elsewhere. And I don't know about the for more money part of it. I don't know if DeGrom wants to be back. But if he does, it, it, let, let's say this, Elmer. If DeGrom wanted to be back, would you want him back or no? Um, You know what? I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind him being back at all. Actually, I just don't want to pay him all that, you know, all that money for his age, and and we don't even know what else he has left in the tank. Well, right, let's say three years, you know, forty three million a year, similar to what Max Scherzer got. Uh, I think that's too much. No, you don't well, think so. I mean, I don't know if you're going to be able to get him for less than that. I think that's probably the bare minimum where he's going to want at least forty million, and he may want exactly more than Max Scherzer. Let's just say, you know, $125 million for three years. Okay, three years Three years is not bad. Anything more than that, I don't know. Yeah, I and, think, paying him more, and paying him more than that, I, I don't know. He might but have to get, that, yeah, I'm sorry. He might have to get 135 maybe to beat Max's contract, whatever. And uh, look, maybe the Mets are with you, Elmer. That seems to be the thought process that they're not sure if they want to go for that fourth year. But three years, now look, it's still a lot of money between him and Max Scherzer. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. but who's going to pitch if not, right? I mean, they need to get an arm anyway. So Oh, 100%. So this well, I mean, 3 3 3 3 years is not a big it's not a big lock. So, you know, if if they do 3 years, 120, 135, it's not too crazy. Right. Too crazy. No, you know? anything um, more than that, 150 or you know, 175, which is possible or 4 years and I bet you he wants 4 or 5 years. I just don't believe he's going to get a taker for that. Yeah, me neither. Oh, we'll see what happens, you know. And um, with the Jets on Sunday, hopefully we keep getting those receipts. <laughs> yeah, right. And thanks for the call, Elmer. The receipts, I mean, it's nice to talk about that and joke around about it. And Sala has proven himself so far to be correct when a lot of us doubted the Jets. And were annoyed after the week one performance or just the way that they played to start the year. Here they are at six and three with a real opportunity in front of them. A real opportunity in front of them. And they've got to take advantage of it. They cannot, and look, they're in a spot now. They cannot lose this game. Now, they could lose to the Patriots and still make the playoffs, but as far as being taken seriously and wanting to prove yourself, this was going to be the game anyway that they're going to be measured up against with New England. But now, knowing that 
with Miami off, if the Jets win, they will get themselves in first place in the AFC East with wins over each of the teams in their division. They would be 3-1 and one in the division. Split with the Pats, beat the Bills, and the Dolphins. Buffalo, mind you, 0-2 so far in the division. This is a huge statement game for the Jets. We thought it was going to be a few weeks ago at home. Didn't work out that way. It's got to be now. Brian is calling from Belmore. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's going on, Sal? How are you? How are you, Brian? Good, man. I feel your pain with the early morning commute, man. Hope you get home safe. Thank you. I appreciate it. You too, wherever it is you're going. Yeah, I'm on my way uh, probably the other way. But, uh, yeah, as far as the Jets go, man, I mean, as a Jet fan, to go to, to beat the Bills and, you know, this is just a tremendous, tremendous game for us. That hopefully, uh, you know, they unleash Zach a little bit, let him do his thing, and the defense falls out the way we know they can, you know. I agree. I mean, their strength clearly is defense and running the football But I do think at some point to win certain games, and maybe this is not one of them, we'll find out. But at some point, I want to see Zach get unleashed. Look, the Jets have the the more talented team here. It's just, to me, a matter of Belichick with an extra week to prepare coming off the bye. You know, he is impossible to beat anyway. So you have Belichick and his staff versus Salah and his staff. Who do you trust off a bye week, regardless of the talent? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, Belichick is always scary as a Jet fan no matter what, you know, no matter who he's got as a quarterback, no matter no matter who he loses year to year, it just seems like, uh, you know, he's not going to be outcoached, and you got to play mistake-free football in order to beat him. And Co- correct. Unfor- unfortunately, you know, last game, we saw what happened. Uh, you know, Zach was just making some boneheaded mistakes, unfortunately, but... Uh, you know, one of these games, they have to unleash him. They have to let him throw the ball. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm I'm a believer in until we get that that big game from Zach, I just don't see this team, you know, going the distance that we really want them to go. I think that they they need Zach to step up and, and at least have a game or two where he carries the team. I get it. The defense and the running game is the backbone. But, uh, you know, yeah, and I was saying, you're right. And I was saying this earlier, Brian. <clears throat> Excuse me, and thank you for the call. I was saying this earlier that for the Jets to get to that next level, maybe not this year, but next year for sure, and maybe this year at some point, for them to get to that next level, they're going to have to have Zach Wilson take him there. And I think he can. I believe he will. He is a game changer where you look at Daniel Jones, or at least I do, and look at him as a game manager. I don't believe there's many more levels or any more levels, as a matter of fact, Daniel Jones game. That's not critiquing him. Actually, it is critiquing him, I guess, by definition. But you could win with Daniel Jones playing the way that he is right now. I don't as as the Giants are. And he's got a specific skill set and they've made it work. I don't believe he could get to another level. I do believe there are many levels Zach Wilson could get to. And for the Jets to truly take off, he's going to have to get to that. Their defense can carry him only so far. 
But this is a huge, huge measuring stick game for them coming up against the Pats on Sunday. And you're right, Belichick with an extra week, oh, man, that's scary. He's a genius. But Salah's got to beat him. Figure out a way. You have more talent, figure out a way. It has happened. Patriots did have four losses or do have four losses this year. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan. Yasiel Puig is pleaded guilty in connection with an illegal gambling ring. How about that? Uh, I'm trying to see here uh, what he did exactly. Uh, The agreement, the plea agreement is currently unknown, but the designation carries a maximum of five years in prison. Uh, Did he bet on his team or what? What's going on? That's what I want to find out about. Anyway, how about that? A gambling ring for Yasiel Puig. Uh, and lying about it as well. Uh, he placed bets with a third party identified uh, as Agent One who was working. Uh, let's see. Charges uh, past March in connection with it. Eh, you know, it doesn't look like anything. I mean, it's a gambling ring. Although it feels like gambling is legally now or legal now. I don't understand what the issue is. Anyway, y'all see Puig. That's a guy I always wanted the Mets to go after. Let's finish up with your calls here. 877 337 Sixty-six, sixty-six, going to five a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Kevin is calling from Hartford, Connecticut. What's up, Kev? Hey, Sal. What's going on? Real quick, and because I know you're up against it. Unlike Dave Gettleman when he drafted Daniel Jones, I am not in love. We all know that Saquon Barkley is carrying this team. If he goes down, it's over. Uh, as far as the Grom for you guys in the Mets, you have a thirty-nine-year-old guy down there in Houston who's about to win a Cy Young coming off of Tommy John surgery. So, you know, there's no excuse there. And as far as Aaron Judge... Well, what do you mean? mean, There's no excuse there as far as what? Because I hear a lot of the Mets callers calling up and saying he's he's always injured, he's this, he's that. I think DeGrom's got plenty left in the tank. You guys are crazy if you don't pay him and bring him back for three years. Fair enough. I mean, I I understand that you're... I mean, I'll take him if... I mean, if he wants to come play across town, I'll gladly put him on the mound in the Bronx. Right, the problem is he's going to actually cost money, and you know that's something the Yankees aren't willing to part with right now. Exactly, because that's that was going to get on to my next point real quick as far as Aaron Judge. See you in San Francisco. <laughs> Have you a good day, Sal. You don't want Judge back? I do, but, I mean, let's just be real. Let's be real, man. Let's, yeah. The Yankees aren't the, – the Giants are going to offer him $375 million. You think the Yankees are going to $400 million? I don't. I- I'm with you, Kevin. I do think it's a sad day for your Yankees that we can sit here, whether it is Aaron Judge, obviously, who's the biggest of all, whether it's Anthony Rizzo, and just think that, wow, the Yankees might actually lose these players to teams that used to be less than. How are the Yankees losing their guys to anybody? If they want somebody back, they should be getting them back, giving them the most money. Meanwhile, San Francisco is the one who says, think about this. 
Hal didn't come out and say, we will not be outbid. Brian Cashman didn't come out and say, we will not be outbid. The Giants came out and said, we will not be outbid for Aaron Judge. How's that possible? The Yankees now have to worry about being outbid? I think if all things are equal, he's coming back to the Yankees, but I I, I don't have any confidence that all things are going to be equal or even close to it. Brett is calling from Long Island. What's up, Brett? Sal, do me a favor and uh, stop hating on the Giants and Daniel Jones. I'm, like, tired of it already. Well, how are you talking about? You might as well do a station in Dallas at this point, honestly. I feel like I'm in Dallas somewhere listening to a radio station. Well, what are you talking about? Why? Because I believe the Cowboys are a talented team? About? Yeah. Are you serious? What are you like? I'm listening. I've I'm been like, praising right, the Giants start. all night. I mean, I don't know what time Listen, you started listening. I just, I just heard you start talking about the Giants. Like, all right, he's going to praise them. You like you were naming every single NFC team. Go back and listen to what you said. I mentioned every the Giants team. in there. No, at the end, you whisper. I promise you whisper it. Listen to it. You're like, you named every team. I know what I said. Go to the Super Bowl. But I named the Giants. And and the Giants. It's like, sell this 7-2, and and I'm sick of hearing about Daniel Jones. How many turnovers does he have all year? Four. How many did Jalen Hurts have last night? How did Dak look against Green Bay? Uh, but I don't, just, what do you, but what do you want me to tell you? Of it. Well, what do you but, but, Brett, you're missing Give the... Give them credit. No, I, I don't am the giving point. them credit. Stop. Are you not listening? You backdoor credit. That's what you I'm do. giving you them credit. credit. I have given no, them credit. No, you give the Jets credit and Zach Wilson. You, you, you step on the Giants. I'm sorry the Giants knocked your Falcons out of the playoffs. Has, I'm just what, it. Brett, it you, has you nothing to see? do with that. Get lost. You think I give a crap about that? Brett, do me a favor. Go back and listen. See, here's the thing. You may be listening for five minutes. I can't dictate which five minutes you're listening to. By the way, in the thing that you're criticizing me for saying about the teams that could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, I named the Giants! I named them! Now you're worried about when I named them? Good God! I like the Giants and Brian Dable. What do you want me to tell you? Oh, what do you want me to tell you? Daniel Jones is better than Tom Brady? Does that make you happy? I think the Giants are the most talented team in the league. Here's news for you. I don't. I don't think that they're the most talented team in the league. Do you? Enjoy it. This is fun. The Giants have been good. I love Brian Dable. I think Dallas is better. Does that mean I'm a Cowboys fan or I'm anti-Giant? No. I believe the Cowboys are better. I also think the Cowboys are better than the Eagles. And I don't believe in the Vikings either. If I had to pick a team, and I said this earlier, probably when you were sleeping, be Miami in the AFC. I don't even like Miami. I think they would be the team in the AFC. And the Cowboys or Niners in the NFC. Kenneth is in Westchester. What's up, Kenneth? Hello. Kenneth, are you with us? Kenneth, are you there? I guess not. Andrew's calling from Wappingers Falls. What's up, Andrew? Val, what's going on? How are you, Andrew? 145 points, four quarters. Oklahoma City, 
Thunder. Has Thibodeau worn out his welcome as the coach? Yeah, but does it matter, Andrew? And thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in. Go. That's why we cut you short there. Does it matter? I'm all right, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry's making sure I'm all right. You wouldn't have been if Kenneth got on with his point he wanted to make about Daniel Jones. I was hoping he was going to call. I mean, Fleeks, you've been here, so you've been listening at least the majority of the show. When, what is this, anti-giant? I've done nothing but kiss their rear end. Again, you did a segment in the first hour where you talked about how much you love Brian Dable. We played the sound from his press conference on Monday. You've been raving about the Giants and Daniel Jones. You just think there is a ceiling to them. I mean, oh. you, me. you said that about a lot of quarterbacks. I don't think they're going to win. Exactly. Oh, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Oh, he hates the Giants. Oh, man, we might as well be doing a show in Dallas. You said Eli's better. How dare you? Oh, my God. I know. It's like if you don't think Daniel Jones is a quarterback god, you're a Giants hater. Well, guess what? I don't think Daniel Jones is a quarterback god. I think he's got limitations. And now, and now you've done it, Brett. Now you've ticked me off. Now I'm rooting. Now I'm rooting for the Giants to get spanked on Thanksgiving. And I like Dable. Hang me. I didn't want to do Tell it. me. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm getting out of here. Thanks to Fleeks. I appreciate uh, all the help from Fleeks, of course. Be back again tomorrow. Do it all again. Isn't this going to be fun? Uh, thanks, everybody who called and listened to. Always appreciate you guys. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.